In the name of God, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Twenty-one years ago today, on a Tuesday morning that started off like any other, Pasquale Guzelli arrived to work at the Port Authority on the 64th floor of the North Tower of the World Trade Center. Just as he arrived in the office, he felt the building shake a little bit. He felt the impact of American Airlines Flight 11 striking the building 30 stories higher. Initially, Pasquale and his co-workers were told to remain in their offices, so it wasn't until a full hour later that he began the journey down 64 floors of stairs in a jam-packed stairwell. When Pasquale reached the 22nd floor, he began to feel the building shake violently. 88 floors of concrete and steel and glass above him began to violently rain down and suddenly Pasquale found himself in a free fall. As he fell over 200 feet, he was overwhelmed by fear. He was certain that the end was coming. He thought of his wife, Louise, who was seven months pregnant with their first child, a child who he was convinced he would never see. And Pasquale prayed to God, God, please take care of them. Please take care of them. Not many of us were in New York City on September 11th, 2001. But all of us, I suspect, have had moments in our lives when we felt overwhelmed by fear, when we saw no way out of some sort of crisis, when we were convinced there was absolutely no hope. Maybe you are in one of those moments right now. Maybe you're struggling in your marriage. Or maybe you've just been fired from a job or someone you love is sick. And maybe it feels like your whole world is spinning out of control. Maybe you feel lost. A few minutes ago, we heard from a letter addressed from Paul to his young ministerial student, Timothy. And in this letter, Paul tells his story, saying, I was formerly a blasphemer, a persecutor, a man of violence. I acted ignorantly in unbelief. In other words, Paul had been lost. But even while he was lost and overwhelmed and literally, and literally blinded for a period of time, Paul found hope. He told Timothy, Christ Jesus came into the world to save sinners, of which I am the foremost. In other words, Timothy, God saves those who sin. God rescues those who are in trouble. God finds those who are lost. 
1964, Martin Seligman, a psychologist at the University of Pennsylvania, ran an experiment in which he placed dogs into crates, and then he would periodically, at unexpected intervals, run a small electric current through these crates, not enough to hurt the dogs, but certainly enough to make them very uncomfortable. After doing this a number of times, Martin opened the gates to the crates, expecting the dogs to flee, expecting the dogs to step out of this place where they've been electrocuted so that they could be safe and comfortable. But the dogs didn't do that. They just laid down and endured the pain. Martin concluded that these dogs had learned, had been taught, that there was nothing they could do to escape being shocked. So when the gates were open, they didn't even try to escape the pain. These dogs had learned what Martin later called learned helplessness. Learned helplessness. The dogs didn't think things could get better, so they didn't even try to make things better. To put this in human terms, these dogs had lost all hope. And this can happen to us also. When we feel lost, we may give up hope and decide that there is nothing we can do to make our lives better. Just a week ago, Gustavo Arnal, a 52-year-old man, the chief financial officer of Bed Bath & Beyond, jumped out of a skyscraper. For some reason, he couldn't see a path forward. He felt lost. He felt like everything was hopeless. But Jesus tells us it never is. In the parable we heard this morning, Jesus is talking about hope. Jesus asked, which one of you, having a hundred sheep and losing one of them, does not leave the 99 in the wilderness and go after the one until he has found it? Which one of you would not do that? Which one of us would do that? And the answer, I suspect, is none of us would do that. It doesn't really make sense, does it? To leave the 99, to risk the 99 alone in the wilderness just to go find one sheep? Frankly, if you have a hundred sheep and they're all moving around and they have different patterns on their backs, are you going to even notice if one of them has gone missing? Probably not. But God does. And we're told in this parable that when this shepherd finds this one missing sheep, it is so joyful that he gathers his friends together and throws a party in celebration. That doesn't make sense. That's unreasonable. And that's exactly the point of this parable. God is not going to be reasonable in his search for us. God is not going to just put a sufficient amount of effort into showing us love when we feel despair. God is not going to be just sensible in offering forgiveness 
when we have wronged others and messed up, God is unreasonable and absurd and extravagant in his commitment to find us when we are lost. The point is that regardless of what we are facing, when we feel lost, we should choose hope. Having hope is not passive. Hope isn't just something that happens to you. Having hope is an active decision. So what can you do to foster hope? Well, here are a few ideas. First of all, you can write down a verse of Scripture that you find meaningful and put it in your wallet And if you have a moment when you feel despair or darkness in your life, take out that verse of Scripture and read it. Or you can commit to praying 10 minutes a day, making time to hear the voice of God, making time to remember God's love and God's presence in your life. Or if you want, you can keep a journal and later read back through it And remind yourself how when you had gone through challenges in the past, God had always been with you. In the parables that Jesus tells this morning, he is reminding us to choose hope. On this day, 21 years ago, as the North Tower of the World Trade Center collapsed, Pasquale was knocked unconscious. He awoke hours later, finding that he had fallen 18 stories and somehow survived. But he wasn't out of danger. He found himself on a little ledge, dozens of feet above the ground. He was surrounded by fires that were encroaching on him. He could have given up hope in that moment. After all, Literally, thousands of people had just died. 25,000 people had been hurt. The city of New York was evacuating. It wouldn't make sense for anyone to walk into the middle of these ruins, to fight their way through these fires, just to find one man. But that's exactly what a firefighter named Michael Morabito did against the orders of his captain. He charged into the midst of this chaos, and there he found Pasquale trapped on this unstable little cliff surrounded by these fires. Michael used a rope to fashion a sort of pulley and get Pasquale safely to the ground, and then he guided him to safety. This firefighter, Michael, later reflected on this shocking survival, and he said, Pasquale's story goes to show that there is always hope. There's always hope. Pasquale later made it home to his wife, Louise, and two months after September 11th, was there when she gave birth to their daughter, to their first child, who they appropriately decided to name Hope. Hope.
What Jesus is telling us in this parable is that if you feel lost, it's not the end. It's not the end of your story. God will leave behind the 99 just to find you. God is like a firefighter who with no regard for his own safety will run into danger just to save you. If you feel lost, God is searching for you, and God will find you. Amen.